Are you ready to connect? Hola, friends. Welcome to the Sassy Human Podcast, the raw, unapologetically, and real of the human connection. I am Carla, your host, psychic event planner, galactic activator, soul whisperer, creator of Soul Event and Soul Retreat, a new methodology of the in-person, sassy human experience. This podcast is all about the sassy human connection, the inner and the outer experience, and the way how we as humans connect. Be ready to listen to all sorts of revelations from personal experiences to guest appearances. It all comes down to one thing, how we connect as sassy humans. Welcome everyone to the Sassy Human Podcast. I am so excited to be here today. And also maybe if you're watching on YouTube, hello, my friends. I am so excited today to, because I have an amazing guest, an amazing, amazing guest. This guest is a business mindset and inner transformation coach mentor. And oh my God, you will, you have to listen to her because she has magic and sassiness in herself. So I am so excited. Welcome Belinda Sims to the Sassy Human Podcast. I'm so happy and honored for you to be here Please, please, please come and say hello and introduce yourself because I know the listeners would like to hear what you do and who are you? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be on to share whatever comes through. Um, so basically what I do is help people transform from the inside out. So I use a combination of neuro-linguistic programming, somatic work, timeline therapy, hypnosis, my own intuitive skills. And I also facilitate cacao ceremonies as well, which really open the heart. So in a nutshell, what I do is really help people that are here to do big things with a big vision, a big mission, who have incredible hearts and want to do amazing things in the world. And maybe they've got the strategy, but they're either burnt out or they've hit a ceiling of where they can go, but they've got this burning desire inside of them to make an even bigger impact. And they know it's possible, but there's some inner incongruence or limiting beliefs or past experiences that are holding them back. And so I really help with the inner transformation, letting go of limiting beliefs so they can smash through that ceiling of what they're capable of, but also I work with the body as well because it's one thing to work with the mind and clear limiting beliefs, but we need to clear it from the body as well so that that way it's, it, you can do more and achieve more, but you've got a relaxed nervous system so you feel less stressed while achieving more and bringing in more and allowing yourself to, to fully receive the abundance of, of what life is here to give. And what I find is even though I work mostly with women I mean I work with men as well but mostly with women mostly entrepreneurs network marketers coaches business owners of all levels um what I actually find is the work that we do together it impacts their relationships with you know their husbands or partners or wives or their relationships with their children like everything around them changes and they get to become the example of what's truly possible when you combine the strategy and the deep inner transformational work and the connection with life is just so much more vibrant. 
That is amazing. Oh, that's magic. I'm like a super tingling in my body right now. This is so amazing. So let's talk about this. So this, my soul is totally guiding us to talk about a lot of the na- nervous system in your body, because I've been hearing lately and, and you know, this is the sassy human podcast. So we're going to be sassy, right? We're going to bring the sassiness out. And I've been, I've been seeing a lot lately about um, you know, like having those affirmations and you just kind of like go on the mindset, right? You're just repeat, repeat, mm-hmm. repeat, repeat, and then nothing happens. And then yeah. I'm like, as you, the expert, you know, share with you how important it is to connect those affirmations to the body. So you, it connects to your nervous system. I mean, how do you yeah. get them to, to, to shake out your nervous system? So it, to actually work. 100%. That's a great question. And Basically what happens is our mind is conditioned to the past. So when we try and just say affirmations, yes, we might feel good in the moment, but we're not really conditioning ourselves to a new future. The conditioning actually comes from inside the body. And our unconscious mind is, you know, all through the body as well. So the nervous system, the unconscious mind, everything, it's all very much intertwined. And the mind is just one layer of it. That's why I work with people on every layer. Mm. And it's here. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Okay, so the other thing is as well is um, our brain is hardwired for safety. So what happens is if our nervous system is in a stressed out state for too long, short periods of stress are okay and are needed, But if we're in a stressed out situation for too long, our mind, what happens is the logical part of our brain shuts down and the fear center of the brain heightens. So if we're trying to say affirmations in that state, then nothing's really going to happen because that energy is being brought forward and the body is then going, it is not safe because if I move forward, I'm just going to become more stressed. Wow, that's amazing. So working with a nervous system, what that creates is safety in the body and it creates that it it um, shuts down the amygdala response because obviously the, the response is good. The fear response is there if we have a genuine fear. Right. But what happens is a lot of people's fear responses are heightened for, I guess, irrational fears or fears that don't need to be there. And people go into, you know, a fight or flight stage or a freeze stage and at the opposite extreme, the faint stage, which I've, I've been in as well. It's pretty full on when you get too far. It's, you wow. get so stressed out that you faint. <laughs> That's at the opposite extreme if it goes too far. And so what happens is a lot of people, probably most of society or, um, you know, people that are working really hard are in that fight or flight stage or and the people that want to do great things but maybe procrastinate a lot are more in the freeze stage and so if you're trying to then say affirmations and you're trying to take action and you're trying to bring more into your life your brain is going "Uh uh-uh it is not safe Mm. so when you actually create the safety in the body and you have a calm nervous system then you can start actually moving forward. Then what happens is um, people might say the affirmations and they might start moving forward. But when a person moves forward and they grow, 
things come up in order to move through. And that's where a lot of people stop because they go, oh, this isn't what I want. But it's just the old stuff from the past showing itself. Like, for example, if someone's got an affirmation that they want to bring in more money, then they've calmed their nervous system so that they feel safe to receive more. They say the affirmations, but then their underlying money stuff is going to start coming to the surface and they go, oh, this isn't working because it's actually, I'm feeling worse. But it's not that it's not working. It is working. It's like the muck is coming up to be cleared so that they can move forward. So that's why I include all of it because it's like if you just include the mindset work but you don't feel safe in your body, you might feel good for a little bit and you might clear something Mm -hmm. and you might bring in some extra money but then you end up right back where you started because your brain's going, "Uh uh-uh, not safe. That's More means more stress. Right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's incredible. Mm. That's amazing. And you know, like, um, uh, you know, it's funny cause I've, I've, I've never worked for the, with the neighbor nervous system or anything like that. It's just like, you know, being an event planner and having people backstage, you know, really nervous and they're like, their heart is beating so much, you know, so they're, they're, they're in like a flight mode. They're like <gasps> in that response, mm. they need to be put in stage and they have to be in a stage of a, st- a state of mind in a state that they can handle being on stage and they can actually speak. Yeah, you know, I included a lot of exercise and movement in mm. the thing, and, and it's so crazy you say that because it's true. Because if I just talked to them and just said like, um, you know, everything will be okay, you know, take a deep breath, and they'll be like, "But I'm still failing it," and all yeah. those things. But then once I start using that plus the movement of the body, it really put them on yeah. a state, a state like, yeah, I'm still freaked out, right? But they will be yeah. on stage and like. Yeah, be more comfortable. So this is amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. It's just energy that needs to be moved. And for some people, it depends on, for some people, you might say, okay, in for two, out for four, and they might need those calm, deep breaths and just to to calm their system and become really present. For other people, that may make them worse and they need to go for a run. Yeah. It really depends on what their like their past experiences are because some people especially if you look at people that have grown up in a really chaotic environment they've learned to adapt to chaos so what happens is if it's too calm they freak out and everyone's telling them to calm down to breathe to meditate right. and they're going but I feel worse yeah. and it's because their nervous system and this is what a lot of people don't talk about is because their nervous system is actually wired to feel calm when it's chaos. And when it's calm, they're scared because it's like, uh oh, this is dangerous, too quiet. That's something to move through so that, you know, a person, once they're able to move through that, they can feel calm, whether it's calm or chaos. But in that moment, it's really good to, to look at where do I feel calm and where do I feel stressed? So that if a person starts feeling stressed, they can go, okay, right now, because I haven't worked through that right now, I actually need a bit of chaos. I need to go for a run. So that way they're not creating chaos, you know, within their family or something just to to keep that familiarity. They could go for a run or they could do some jumping or shake it out or put on some music and just shake. Or, you know, if a person needs that calm and that's where they feel calm, then they can go into a room, they can take a nice bath and they can you know, calm there and, and calm. But then obviously 
that's more of a band-aid and that's good in the moment if a person you know just needs that in order to cope in the moment but then there is getting to the root cause and there is actually looking okay let's calm your system whether it's calm or chaos around you let's let's get you as centered as possible yeah and that's where all work is intertwined everything right and the thing is like you also have to learn to recognize your own and where you came from because somebody will grow up in chaos and be like well that's calm for me right and they can't recognize Mm. it it's chaotic yeah and in other places we'll be like it's calm but it was calm chaotic chaotic right so Mm. it's kind of like how can so they have to learn do they when they work with you do they rec do you make them recognize what part of you know what how they grew up really you know like for me I grew up in the military home right and um, Mm. even though it was very quiet strict but my mom was all over the place so it was sort of calm chaotic right and then Mm. it was kind of a mixture of those so I had to learn to like find where my happy medium was or like mm-hmm. where I was the most when I needed because sometimes you know I'm hyper person right of this my not natural stage is being like blah, 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 all the time and but then I had to like learn to like okay mm-hmm. when I'm calm it's safe to be calm yeah absolutely and the thing is as well it also depends on you know if you've got some you've got calm and you've got chaos it also depends on what you know the that particular parent how they were in that moment so for example if the the calm person um you felt the safest around say the calm person was your father and you felt really safe around him but your mum was chaotic and when she was chaotic you would freak out and you'd go to your dad well you're going to seek calm because that's the safe part you know like that's and the chaos was the but if you, if your dad was calm but you know for example verbally abusive or something like that he was calm and centered but really abusive and you were scared of him and you went to your mum even though she was chaotic then you're going to feel safer in the chaos right and that's what happened my so, dad even though he was in the military hmm. he was he was calm but then he was you know when he got mad it was like very like in military he will like throw you to the mm. shits right um mm. and that's you know how we grew up how I grew up you know um, back yeah. in the day and uh and so I went into my mom that it was all chaotic all the time yeah. so for me it's like kind of vote so I had to learn that to now to yeah. since I awaken really work on you know understanding that it's safe to be calm and it's safe to be chaotic and then mm. with my with what day I'm you know and then for my kids too right I mean you have to look at it too of like whatever your how you grow up you're so conditioned that if you have children, you will have, if you don't like really work on that, you're going to start putting that chaos and that nervous system into your children. And I recognize that now, right? So, you know, so it's really important to recognize how important the nervous system is and, and also your mindset because they're all interconnected, right? hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. So, so let's talk about a little bit more of the, um, you know, the transformational part, the part of, you mentioned apart from the bottom, apart from the nervous system, you know, and the mindset, you work in getting them kind of centered and aligned and kind of like intuitively 
get them into. So what do you feel when you're talking to the people that gets you to guide them in a way to bring them like back into core? Yeah, for me, it's like, I mean, I've got obviously the skills of, you know, the NLP, the timeline therapy, the hypnosis. So I utilize all of that, but I've just always been very intuitive and I've always been able to tune into people, to their energy, to, you know, they might say something, but I can sense beyond what they're saying at a surface level and I can sense the the energy behind their words. And I guess as well, I ask them specific questions And so when I ask them specific questions, I'm very, very good at picking up behaviors, patterns. You know, sometimes someone can tell me something about what they're going through and I'll straight away say, what was your relationship like with your dad growing up? Or, you know, like, um, for example, I had a client that had a massive business vision, um, but he was distracting himself and he was working really, really, really hard. and just with everything he was telling me, you know, his vision was something really enjoyable, but also with something with some, something that he said to me straight away, I knew that he had a fear that if he, if he went for that, it would take him away from his family. And I also knew that growing up, his father worked away a lot. So straight away, I said, did your father work away a lot? Was he working long hours and he was away a lot? And he just went... And this was like five, 10 minutes into the conversation. And his, he just went, how did you know that? And it's just because of what he had said to me about what he was going through and his fear. Straight away, I was like the masculine figure in his life worked away a lot. He saw that if you work hard and you bring in money or for one, you have to work hard and do something you don't necessarily enjoy because that's what his dad did. And that's what everyone was doing around him. So when he wanted to do something he enjoyed, there was like on a conscious level, he had that vision, but on a deep unconscious level, it was like, no, but you're meant to earn money from things you don't really enjoy because that's what he was showing growing up. And he was also showing that if you do work hard, that you are taken away from your family. So he was always creating situations where the kids needed him home or things like that. And so what I did was I helped him overcome the limiting belief around that and really get to the root cause, which was when he was a really young child and saw his dad going away and what he made that mean in the unconscious mind and the body. So we shifted that. doesn't change that it happened. It just changes his meaning around it and his knowing that he doesn't have to do that. Right. And his meaning around him getting to do what he enjoys and the example that sets for his children and how they get to grow up and they get to see someone doing what they enjoy he's going to come home more fulfilled be an even more present parent and for a little while while he's building it yes there might be a little bit more time away from the kids but he's going to have more time later on and he can also have set nights where he is home but because he's so fulfilled he's really present when he is home and not distracted right so it's that quality of time and he was just like blown away so when he shifted that he was able to then expand on his vision, go for his vision, but then be an even more present parent at the same time. So he's an even better version of himself for his kids. So then his kids actually benefit from that. And I've had countless people, um, you know, that's a really common, common scenario for mothers and fathers that have that big dream and have that big vision and want to be an example for their children. 
but then they feel like, oh, but, you know, and it's generally because that's what they were shown from a parent. Um, and then they end up in this in-between stage, not fully present with the kids. The kids right. then grow up to think that's the way it's done. Um, and then, you know, they have patterns to break. And it's of no fault. I mean, you, you don't, you can't change what you're not aware of. Right. So it's like once you have awareness around it, it's not to create judgment and go, oh, I'm an awful parent or anything like that. No, it's basically going, I want the best for my children and I did it the only way I knew how at the time. Ah, I've got this that I can actually work through, create an even better life, be an even better example for my children. Yay, I get to actually change this and show my children what's possible. And so it's more of like an awareness to go, this is awesome because it actually gets to change now that I'm aware. Yes. Oh my gosh, that you are hitting my heart completely with the whole thing because it's amazing. It's so true. And, um, you know, it, it makes me think of like the work that I've done with myself and, and, and I'm, you know, working with my children as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the part, like we have to recognize that to our fault or our parents' fault, not blame anyone, right? No, like, no. You don't have to blame anyone. And that's is the thing, like, you know, um, there's a lot there that, you know, they think that like they go into that, that stage where they're like, well, it's my parents' fault or it's, you know, somebody else's fault. And it's not that, and you can't blame yourself of the things you did. And you have to be grateful for the things you did because that awaken you to do better. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like I know, I mean, I went on a massive journey myself and I know if I didn't go on that journey, I would probably take so much of life for granted. And it's like, I had to go on a journey to really go deep within myself to become the person to sit here and speak about all of this and to help others. But it took a really full on journey to get there. And I could sit there and I could say, oh, I should have done this differently. I should have done that differently. But if I did, I may be doing something really surface level right now because I wouldn't have the depths that I have. I was meant to go on a journey. And even if there were things I could have done differently, I can't change that. And sometimes, you know, it's difficult. You do get caught up and go, oh, yeah, you know, let that go on way longer than it needed to or I made that way harder than it needed to be. But, like, then you go, you know what, like, let's just, what can I learn from it? What can I be grateful for for the experience? How can I change it moving forward now that I have this awareness? Right, exactly. And and that's the part, you know, it's funny because we tend to not accept our failures or mistakes and actually Mm -hmm. put it as a negative cognition in our mind as like, it's a bad thing, you know, because we were punished for the negative things Mm -hmm. that we used to do. And um, it's, you know, it's awesome conversation that we're having right now, because I remember watching, you know, I think it's her name, Sarah Langley or something, the Spanx, she owns the Spanx. And she mentioned that her father, when she was young, used to say, what did you fail today? And what did you make a mistake on? And then she will celebrate celebrate and say, and I was like, oh my God, like, you know, like that mindset that it's okay to make mistakes, though you make it once, got it. Did you learn from it? When you make it twice, okay, three times, come on, seriously, right? Okay. But she went and like, you know, she, she learned that. And so, but you know, we don't grow up. I didn't grow up like that. Like I was no. like, 
I didn't grow up like that. So for me trying, you know, changing myself into the mindset that to tell my kids, it's okay to make mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. But then you think society and then you, they go out to society and they're like, oh, you made a mistake, you know? Exactly. And who's to say it's a mistake anyway? Like what if that was meant to happen? You know, how often do you hear of people, I mean, failing, 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 and then all of a sudden they needed all of those so-called failures to, to actually have that success. And if they didn't go through all of that, they wouldn't be where they are now. And you hear of some of like the biggest names in history that went through so many so-called failures and so-called mistakes to get to where they are, so-called yeah. rejections. And we are taught to, to, not, to not allow ourselves to go there because of how we're going to feel or how other people are going to perceive us or judge us. And I did that for so long. And I really, you know, I robbed myself of years of letting the world experience what I have to offer because I was so scared of failing and feeling like I'm not good enough and for me personally it was like I when I would try really hard at something I would put a lot of pressure and expectation on myself to do amazing and when the feedback from the external world wouldn't replicate that I then said in my mind it's never good enough what's the point of trying if I try I so you know, I try really hard at sport and say, for example, and this isn't my father's fault, it's just he saw, it wasn't until I did the work that I, I realised it wasn't that I wasn't good enough. He just saw so much potential in me. And the only way he knew how to express that was through telling me what I could be doing better. But as a child, I would go try really hard and he'd say, oh, you could have done this or you could have done that. Mm-hmm. And because he didn't sort of say well done or whatever and I wanted that, um, I took it as I remember thinking, oh, I tried my best. No matter how hard I try, it's never good enough. And then I would do really well in school and I'd put in all this effort and I'd get a C and I'd go, well, what's the point of working that hard for a C? So I fully rebelled in school. I just went, there's no point in trying. If I'm going to put in so much effort and get a C, then, you know, that should have been a B or an A. I'm like, stuff, but I'm not going to try. So I became the teacher's nightmare at school like kicked out of class all the time like just rebelled so I was like I'm just gonna have fun like I don't care I'm not gonna try because if I try then you know like it's what I do all this effort just for that or just to be criticized so I'm just gonna completely rebel and then that went into my adult life where I would create all this pressure on myself and try really really hard and then just go, what's the point? And then just not try. And I kept in that cycle for so long. Yeah. And it wasn't until doing the deeper work that it's like you can kind of release, when you release the pressure and the expectations, then you can come out of that cycle and you can actually let it be easy and let it be fun and let it flow. But at the same time, because you're doing what you love, there are challenges. And if you don't, get the external results straight away you you know you can pivot or you can allow you can you can um not be as reliant on the external result you know for example if I look back now and I wasn't letting the external dictate how I felt internally Mm -hmm. then getting that c for trying hard 
wouldn't matter because who cares if someone else doesn't see it? I know I did my best. Right. And if I put in my best effort in everything I do, what does it matter who, what feedback I get? Like it's how I feel within myself and I know I did my best. But as a child, I looked at that external feedback and went, well, what's the point? What's the point? Exactly. Absolutely. And it's crazy because we can see that so much. And unfortunately, on the online space, when everybody don't talk, they don't talk about failure enough, right? Mm. They don't talk about how many times they failed, how many times they had no's. And they just talk about, oh, from here to here and poof, you know, that, that imagination exactly. of, I, I just did whatever, you know, by doing nothing, but in the process, you failed so many times, mm. yet you're not talking about it because the people that are behind you, right. And I feel like they don't talk about it because they need people to get convinced, right. Instead of talking yeah. about, yes, I failed. I failed so many times. I kept on trying, but kept on getting up. And, and I am here now. So Mm. keep on going. I'm here for you. Keep on going. Nobody says that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where a lot of people give up because I think, or what, what I actually find as well is, um, this is why I work with people who might have the strategy, but they're not getting the results and do the internal work. Because what I see a lot of people doing is, they think like they might have some strategy for example in business or in network marketing or as coaches they or they employ another coach that just goes with strategy they don't get the results they think they've failed so they either give up on their dream and just go well maybe it's not for me or they go and try a different strategy because they say that strategy didn't work or I failed at that or it wasn't right for me and they keep jumping from strategy to strategy and it's like no it's like pretty much most strategies will work because strategy is really about focused intent. Right. And when you've got focused intent and that energy of the universe responds, so if it's not working, then yes, I mean, there are some strategies that are obviously better than others and some that won't work and some that will, but it's not the strategy. It's like when that's not working, it's like let's look at the inner work and let's look at, you know, because, for example, if I've got a, a limiting belief from when I was a child, from what I just explained of no matter how hard I try, it's never good enough. Right. Then I go and I don't resolve that. I go hire a coach and I go, okay, I want to work on the strategy to reach as many people as possible. I want to get out there on social media. Um, you know, I want to share what I do with the world. And then I get that strategy and I'm like working 12 hour days and I'm just effort and grind and no one's signing up. So that reinforces my belief of no matter how hard I try, it's never good enough. Now it's not the strategy that's not working. I don't need to go hire a different coach and get a different strategy. I need to overcome the belief of no matter how hard I try, it's never good enough. Take the expectation and pressure off myself, get to the root cause, shift it, shift in my nervous system. And then all of a sudden, all that effort, all the clients come in. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, Melinda, I mean, I could talk with you for hours, for hours, for hours, for hours. This conversation is amazing and it's getting deeper and deeper. Um, but I always like to keep my, 
my, my listeners wanting more. So, (laughs) so we definitely have to come back and, and I would love to have you back and keep on going on the conversation part two of this beautiful (laughs) conversation, because this is so true. And we need to talk about this type of stuff. We need to talk about of how, you know, those things are overlooked and we need to, to be sincere and truthful. and, And we need to talk about how to shift those. Right. So one last thing I want you to tell the listeners is how can they, if they're at whatever moment in this right here, right now, how can, what can they do to help to take those steps? What are the you know, two steps that they can take to move past, you know, those even beliefs or their nervous system or whatever you feel right now, you should share, you know, for them to do. So the first thing I would say is really being able to get present and in the moment and create awareness around what's working and what's not working, even if it means, um, you know, get it. So what I explained before with the nervous system is look at where you feel the most calm. Do you feel the most calm when it's chaotic? And if you do go for a run, if you feel it in calm, take a few deep breaths, get really present. And the best way to get really present is through gratitude mm-hmm. and you know, it can be something as simple as being really grateful for having a roof over your head or drinking water or breathing or just anything to really bring yourself into gratitude. Um, even bare feet on the earth just really brings your body into balance as well. Um, and then just sit down and write in your life, you know, what's working and what's not. Because then you start to create awareness around things. And this isn't to judge. This isn't to put it on anyone else. And as well, if you don't like a situation where, you know, an external situation, ask yourself, what is this showing me and how am I showing up? Because then you can work with some things to shift, some limiting beliefs to shift. Right. And it can be, that can be literally in any area of life. You know, it can be business, personal, health, relationships, anything. Absolutely. Um, the absolute quickest way of doing it, I mean, there's so many books online and things you can do, but the absolute quickest way of doing it, fastest way, I don't believe in taking years when something can take days or months and you can shift it, um, is, you know, do the work on the unconscious. And often that requires somebody else holding space. You know, that's the work that I do with people. So whether it's reaching out to me or someone that, that you feel comfortable with, that you resonate, that does that work. And I would suggest just booking one session to make sure that you feel safe and you feel comfortable if you're trying to overcommit. Some people do that through desperation to change. Um, And that can actually be worse on your nervous system. So I would suggest just booking in one session. Um, Make sure that you experience something. Make sure you, you know, that you're comfortable with the experience, that it, it feels right for you because there are other things out there as well if if this particular process doesn't feel right for you then if you're comfortable then you can look at okay um was that enough to break through to get to the next level to then take the actions or do I need a few more or are there you know things that I can do with my clients I give them things they can do on a daily basis as well Um, and I normally with new clients like to have them for one session first just to make sure that they're really happy Mm -hmm. and then I really never have people commit for longer than three months with me because um, what I find is even after one month, they're going to be a completely new version of themselves. Wow, that's amazing. And, you know, they're going to, 
you know, that what they want may actually change. So I like people to not need me after a few sessions. <laughs> you know, like, that's amazing. I've done my job. <laughs> that's amazing, amazing, amazing. So share with everyone, how can they get in contact with you? And yeah, what do you got um, going on right now that you can offer to them? Yeah, so I'm just really um, in the middle of a program at the moment called The Feminine Edge, and that's really about grounding the nervous system. It's a group program. So um, I've done the first call for that yesterday, um, so it's not too late to join that one. I'm happy to give any of these listeners, anyone that does want to join today or tomorrow before the second call, um, the discounted rate of uh, $333 Australian. Um, so if you do want to join that, please reach out to me. I can give you more information. That's what I explained today. Um, it's that in a group setting. And there's eight beautiful women in that group at the moment. So it's a nice small group. Wow. Nice. Um, and there's six calls all up. You can watch the replays. And there's a Facebook support group. Um, I also do one-on-one sessions as well. Um, that way, you know, so reach out to me. I can have a chat with you. Um Facebook Messenger is probably the best way to reach out to me. Um, you know, if you did want to book in a session, get, have the experience of it. I never pressure people to buy more. I always want people to do what's right for them. Yeah. At least then you have the experience of it. You'll receive a, a transformation. Maybe all you need, you may need a couple more. Um, but that's my suggestion. Also, you know, any questions or anything like that, I'm more than happy to answer um, without any obligation to, you know, spend any money or purchase anything. I know I was in a situation a while ago where I had no money to my name and I just needed some free resources just to get me to that next level where I could actually invest. So, um, you know, I'm in the process of creating some things around that at the moment. So, you know, if, if you do want that, um, reach out to me and I can grab your email address. So when it's ready in the next week or so, I can email it to you. That's so beautiful. Thank you. What a gift, Belinda. That's such a gift. Uh, just amazing, amazing. You know, your soul is so peaceful and um, so calming. And I'm normally like, ah! but yet, you know, and, and even though I'm still woo right now, right? Um, you're still so calmly and it, it literally, it's awesome. It, it helps me. It just, you have this, soul that connects and calms people around you so this is beautiful beautiful so thank you so much for coming in to the sassy human podcast and talking about this amazing thing and you will definitely be back and if you guys didn't catch where you should you can find Belinda don't worry I'll put every detail in her in the description of this um in the video either the video on YouTube or the podcast itself so you can find her follow her get her I do not know if this podcast is going to be live by the time the program, the, you know, the program is going. So, but reach out to her to see where she's at in the program or in her one-on-ones or anything like that. And, um, you know, I, I'm like, wow, like, this is amazing. Beautiful, beautiful work that you do. So thank you so much for here and sassy souls, sassy humans, make sure to stay tuned for more amazing guests because we're rocking it, guys. We're being sassy and we're talking about things. So I can't wait to bring Belinda back again to keep on chatting and working, I'm, you know, talking about this amazing thing. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next time. Absolute pleasure. See you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. There is something deep inside you that tells you you are meant for more. 
There's a constant nudge feeling in your heart and your soul that you're meant to bring forward something multidimensionally unique that has never been done before. You are here to stand out. You are here to birth something magical. And so if you feel deeply into this, I invite you to become the Maverick, a two-day free immersion masterclass to begin the process of birthing your multidimensional healing energy modality, unleash your unique spiritual edge, and find clarity in your soul mission. I would love for you to join me in this beautiful masterclass. We start March 7th and March 9th, 2022. I hope you enjoy again, and I hope to see you in the masterclass. Thanks again for tuning into the Sassy Human Podcast. If this episode blew your socks off, then please leave a five-star rating and a quick review so more sassy humans can connect. If you want to continue checking me out, come and visit me at in Insta and Facebook at Carla Cobos Hall. And I invite you to come and play inside the Soul Retreat Society Facebook group where I share amazing tips, tricks, and hilarious info about all to do in-person experiences and retreats. Until next time, hasta la bye-bye.